Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the We Are Adult Show, brought to you by Hoppy Head Productions. I'm your host, Sean, and across the land, across the plains, surviving 4th of July. Danny, how are you, man? Dude, I had, I guess, the least American 4th of July ever. <laughs> I did stuff on Saturday and Sunday, but stayed home on Monday. Is is do we as Americans just not want to celebrate holidays on the actual holiday anymore? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't make the day after the holiday also a holiday. Yeah, especially if it's a late night holiday. They've been doing that for decades. Decades, I say. Yeah. Well, someone needs to tell my neighbor that um, last night at midnight was not 4th of July still. (laughs) That's what I want to put on. I want to put on this. I want to make a a bill that says we can't celebrate holidays outside of their day. I'm done. I'm done with these suburban snowflakes that want to move Halloween to Saturday or Sunday, even though it's, uh, you know, Halloween's on on a Thursday. Back in my day, we just went out there and trick or treat until like ten o'clock at night. I remember uh, one time out when I was trick or treating, still knocked on the door of this house, and the guy came out like I pissed and like I just woken him up, and he was like, "Dude, I was I was asleep," but he was more like he was like he gave us candy and he was like, "All right, why did you guys knock on my door?" And we're like, "You had the international symbol of we're still giving out candy. Your porch light was on," <laughs> and he's like. Really? And we're like, yeah, if, if people see the porch light on, then they're going to come knock on your door. And he's like, oh, okay. And before he closed the door, his porch light was off. <laughs> Are you new here? Did you just move here from another country or something? Is this your first Halloween ever? Are you like, a, yeah, exactly. Are you a Russian spy? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah, but fuck? I did appreciate that. Like he was pissed at being woken up, but he was also more curious about why we knocked on his door at like 930 mm-hmm. at night. Yeah, and it was just like I had like stuff at work too. They're like, we don't want to work on Sunday. We have we have fireworks going off. I'm like, it's it's not even Fourth of July. It's on Monday. You have Monday night off to shoot off all your fireworks. Yeah, we don't want to do that. I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm done. I'm done. To be fair, to be I'm fair, done. I guess I didn't do any Fourth of July. I mean, fireworks. I did like had a barbecue thing with my wife's family. It was more like a party. So my uh, father-in-law can hang out with his like old military friends. Yeah, and so it was like a rarity where like I was like probably like out of the group I was the fourth youngest person there. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, Yes, everyone else was like retired military. Got you. Yeah, I watched uh, plenty of fireworks as I was driving home from Ohio on Sunday. I'm just, like, shaking my head, like, what are you doing? It's not even not even real. And then Sunday we went to the zoo. Nice. Which zoo? I used my uh, San Diego. San Diego. Nice. I'm, I'm very disappointed, though. I did not see any whales' vaginas in the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> Apparently that's an aquarium ex- exclusive. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, it was pretty nice for a while. Like we got there right when it opened, and there was not too many people there because you know the church and brunch crowd hadn't shown up yet. And then about yeah. 
and my wife and her friend, we took her friend because we had uh, we signed up for their uh, premium annual pass. Which, yeah. like, at this point, I feel like I'm stealing from them because it was like 160 bucks. Yeah. No, because then like they have one pass where you have blackout dates, and it's like, is this really that happening? That you is this Disneyland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was like a, for 160 bucks, you get no blackout dates, and you get one free um, admission for some to bring somebody else in, and you get two 50 percent off admission passes. Gotcha. And so, and like each admission is like 50 or 60 bucks, anyways. Yeah. True. So, you know, we each went twice. So far, we've gone twice and brought a friend and used the free passes. So we paid for it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, another oh, cool thing. Because you each it, get like, one, right? You each get a free yes. pass. And then, so you, okay, every, nice. Yeah. It's for every pass you buy. So, mm-hmm. and then the cool thing is, is, um, and like if you buy it like on the first of the month, yeah. It doesn't expire till the end of that month. So you basically get, can like get a free month out of them. Oh, nice. So, but if you buy it at the end of it, just sucks though. If you buy it at the end of the month, then it expires at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, count it, like it goes to the next month, you know. So, like, you can either get twelve months or thirteen months, depending on when you buy it. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Oh man, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I the zoo. I like the wild animal park better than the zoo. It's bigger, but it's also easier to walk because the zoo is like basically built on a hill so everything you have to climb up the yes. hills as opposed to the safari park where it's like there's hills but it's kind of more uh we got a, we got an elevator for the hill yes <laughs> well no because they have the elevator they have that same kind of tower at the safari at the zoo okay. but there's also sections in the middle where you're basically climbing up like a 45 degree angle to get to like the where the polar bears are and stuff no, I got you. I got you. It's been a long time since I've been to the zoo. Yeah, that's my first time being there too, as well. Oh, gotcha. You took me to the safari park. Yes. No, it was. Um, I, I, I thought the zoo was always pretty cool. I, I be now that I've been to like, let's say I've been to other zoos. <laughs> been to the Lido Zoo. That's about it. <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting to see like. The comparison. So I, um, like, cause Toledo Zoo was actually pretty nice. It was actually, I think it was like rated the top zoo of Ohio. So even though it's like a little knickknack zoo, so. Yeah. I went to a, a zoo in North Dakota. It wasn't really that good. They, they only had one animal, a dog. <laughs> it, was a, it was a shit zoo. All right. I'm ending the show. <laughs> that's okay i don't think you have to i think you just heard the um the sound of like a, a dozen of people stop playing their recording and unsubscribing <laughs> even my dad's quitting <laughs> oh man so that's, that's how low you went. Lo- <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you th- you thought it was bad when I supported the Holocaust when I couldn't understand what you were saying, but now it's uh, now I'm making bad zoo jokes. Yes, yes. So let's to end this spiral of shame, Sean. What are you drinking? Uh, from Urban Artifact, I am drinking teak. It's a tropical American fruit tart. 
Coming in at 7.2% ABV and a 3.3 pH. They have the pH balance on it? Yes, they do. They do, they put the pH balance on all their on their beers. Mm, I, oh, that's interesting. I don't know why I noticed never noticed that, but I know a lot of places put the um the IBUs. Yeah. So they like right underneath the ABB, they have the uh the pH. It is um So this has pineapple uh, pink guava and key lime in each can. So, <laughs> wait, what was in it again? I'm sorry. Pineapple and key limes. And guava. Yes, pink. Fucking goddamn it, Sean. <laughs> Bobby. Uh, this one has a. Uh, so they all have like funny pictures, like on the uh, on the can. Like so, this one's like a wizard holding a pineapple. Um, it's it's pretty sour to be honest. I was this is a little bit more sour than I think some of their some of their other ones, or at least it tastes that more sour. I mean, it's really it's really easy to drink. It's just got like bold sourness to it, and it's just like I think I'm like already halfway done with my beer <laughs> since we've been recording. So I'll be I'll just be drinking coffee for the rest of the show. What's the, what is the ABV on that? I'm sorry, I forgot. It's a uh, seven point two. Aww. Aww. Would you want it to be higher? Well, I wanted to be closer to mine. Oh, got you. What did, uh, oh boy, what are you drinking? I'm afraid. Are we, so here's a, are we you can see it. Goddamn close we are. Oh, I am drinking Tropicalia from, uh, Solaris Brewing. Yes. In the no man land between Murrieta and Temecula. <laughs> um, this, I think, is, I'm going to say this is, Easily one of my two favorite breweries, and I wish they would do a collaboration. I'm going to keep saying this until it happens. I'm going to will it into happening between them and Radiant and Anaheim. I think they would uh, both get along both in like their personalities of the people that run the place and their philosophies on making beer. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm drinking is Tropicalia, <laughs> a golden sour ale with pineapple, guava, and orange. That <laughs> comes in at uh, 9%. That's funny. It says it's an imperial golden sour ale conditioned on pineapple, orange, guava, and vanilla. This titillating tropical treat transports the taster to the tangy temple of tranquility. Super dude, whoever whoever uh, is a fan of alliteration is just getting a super boner if you want if reading this. Totally transforming the torrid Torpor typically thought to tend toward transitory tastelessness, tasteful tart timelessness triumphs. Transcendental Taoists teach toddlers to trade their treasured terrestrial tasty treats to tempt the tallest Texans. So yeah, this is pretty exciting. Ta-ta! Jeez. <laughs> oh man, and then, like always, um, 
you know, most most places are pretty boring, and they just have uh, what food to drink with their beer. Mm-hmm. They give you uh, what record to li- a, a, a song to listen to, or a record to yes, <laughs> album to listen to with this beer. What beats to drop with your beer? The ambient pairing. So this is Gal Costa Now Identificado from 1969. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, I only bought one can of this because I was unsure of the, like the sour level, and I don't know why I doubted them. I like I said, I have not had a bad beer from them, but I think yeah. I bought. I won't. I main reason I only bought one can of of this one is because I was buying two other four packs, and one of them was this wine beer hybrid with mm. like blueberries and stuff in it that just tastes like an amazing sangria but was also like pretty pricey because it was ten dollars a can yeah and, and the guy was like trying to give me a heads up he's like yeah it's ten dollars a can i'm like oh yeah i know and that's i know why it's ten dollars a can because it's you know the ingredients aren't cheap no they're not a they're not a place to try to price gouge they're not uh golden road trying to you know impress somebody to buy them out but man this <laughs> Dude, this beer is not, it's not as tart as I think yours is, but it's got, it definitely got a nice golden ale tartness. But this is a good, uh, a good brunch beer, as the kids say. <laughs> oh man, the only, the only thing I hate about the brewery, Solaris, is that um, with its location, it could take anywhere from like 45 minutes to like three hours to get there, depending on traffic. <laughs> that is the long range. It it is. It's California, man. California but knows how to traffic. <laughs> that is true. Yes, yes. That, that part is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a a brunch for the bre- for the for the members that was amazing. Had some specialty beers there. They have, you know, the cool thing about being a member is also is like they have, uh, you get, ex- you know, first dibs on buying cans and stuff, some of the cans, and then they have a uh, taproom exclusive. So you can, you know, show off to the, the normies there and be like, can I get this one right here that has the blue star next to it that's exclusive only for me? Right here, by here. And then, uh, like, one time I was there, like, it was um, a random day kind of late and it was just me and like one other guy and we we're talking to the beer tender and he, i was drinking one of the tap the member exclusive beers and the guy was like oh he's like oh i'm not a member and i'm like fine or i'll take i'll give me one of those and then i just slid the glass over to him and I'm like here you go hmm. nice. there's nothing that says i can't give i can't, so says that it can't be given to him right you're that guy that everybody hates <laughs> why would everybody hate me being nice to somebody i just meant the uh the uh the brewers i mean it was i mean it wasn't like there was like a hundred people and i'm like around uh, for give me get one for everybody that's fair that's fair so so we've been uh talking about the uh modern times saga of their yes. sale so it was um, originally reported that uh, Maui Brewing Company bought them, mm-hmm. or at least like they started the process of the auction yeah. with their interest in, intent to buy. And then they had the auction, and it came out that Modern Times 
is won the auction for twenty million dollars. But then there was a um, appeal made because apparently there was a, another brewery that had a higher winning bid, a higher bid, mm-hmm. but they weren't able to come up with all of the cash at, up front the way Modern Times was. I mean, the way uh, Brewery X was. So basically, it's like they they you you offered less. They offered less money, but they have more of it right now. So we're going to go ahead and t- go with the one that could pay us more right now, as opposed to you that you know will take a little bit longer to get the money. Yeah. And so there was the, it was decided in favor of the other brewery. And now Modern Times is no longer owned by Brewery X, but the original people that had the intent to buy. So Bowie Brewing Company actually did end up with Modern Times. Got you. And they're, the, they're that random group out of Chicago, right? What? No, no, that's the uh, Crooks and Castles is the random gotcha. group out of Chicago. Okay, gotcha. Modern Times... Modern time, I mean, a Maui Brewing Company is, like its name implies, based in Maui. Got you. And there's there's Maui Brewing Company. It's I always get the two confused, but there's Maui Brewing Company, which is actually like independent and stuff in, in Hawaii. Yeah. And then there's the other one, and I want to say it's Kona. Yes, Kona. Kona is the one that's owned by like AB and Bev or Canarchy, one of the two. But I think now it's owned by AB and Bev either way because pretty sure they bought Canarchy. Yeah, but they're most of their brew, beers are brewed out of like the Pacific Northwest that we drink here. So it's because somebody filed it. I'm I was like, somebody filed a lawsuit on the lie on the on on uh, false advertising, claiming that you <laughs> know when Kona's saying we're brewed in Hawaii, and it's like actually you're brewed in like Seattle. <laughs> uh, so is Maui Brewery buying this so that way? they can brew some of their beer out here without having to like try to ship it. That's what the prevailing theory is. Yes. yes. It'll be uh, easier for them to use the brewing facilities out here. Kind of like how um, with Sapporo buying stone mm-hmm. that they want, they, they, and they came out and like, they actually came out and said it, that they want to start brewing their beer at both their uh, San Diego and Virginia beach locations. Mm-hmm. So, they will have, uh, I can't remember, they, they gave the exact number, too, of how many barrels or whatever that they were going to start brewing of their beer over here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the one good thing, I guess, is if you go to, like, restaurants, and Japanese restaurants, you might find Sapporo on tap instead of just having to buy the bottle that's probably been sitting, been sitting somewhere for a while. Yeah. Yes. I wonder if that's going to make, I wonder if that's going to help, like, get that beer, like, selling more. Because you'll get that fresh more fresh um, tasting beer. And to your point, It'll if be- it's on tap, it might be, it might open it up some more too. Right. Right. That'll make it. And that's, I think that's definitely their plan. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work out that way, then they uh, made a very poor investment on their end, I believe. <laughs> and, and I, cause I don't think they were going to necessarily do anything to make stone uh, better. Not that stone was necessarily bad. I just think that, um they're kind of resting on their laurels a little bit kind of like how uh for years Pliny the elder was considered like the premier ipa Mm -hmm. and some people still like chase it down like at uh, la bodega when they get it they have it like even when they don't have it people will call about it and stuff and people know like what time and what day it gets put on the shelf and they'll be there to buy it like the limit one that they can buy Mm -hmm. um 
but then you know you have like Bell's Two Hearted that has passed that as being like the best considered the best IPA, even though that's gotcha. more widely available. And I just think it's the recipes change, people's tastes change. And I know Stone tried to do something with that where they like did the Ruin Ten and a couple other beers they pulled off the shelf for a while and they brought back with uh, refined and upgraded recipes. Mm-hmm. Whether whether you uh, agreed with the changes or not, you know something had to be done. Yeah. Because people, it's not like the IBU wars, uh, you know, like the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, where everyone was trying to, you know, outdo each other with how bitter a beer can be. Yeah. And, you know, have to get a Stockholm Syndrome to enjoy a beer, like a palate wrecker. (laughs) (laughs) It's like people want IPAs, but they also want to enjoy, like themselves and their life after drinking it or while drinking it yeah so another thing we've been following is elon musk's with his uh i don't know if it's at this point a threat or a promise to buy twitter but uh like at first he claimed you know was like gonna buy it and they're like we don't want to sell and he was claiming you know threatening hostile takeover and so finally they came to an agreement for him to buy twitter for 44 million dollars and that hasn't gone through yet and just within the last couple of days, he's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to buy Twitter anymore. Um, and part of it is what everybody knew, except for like people in the stock market. And I think even they knew, but they didn't care because it didn't seem to matter is that most of the Twitter users are bots. And so when like Elon Musk, one of his promises when he bought, when he was going to buy, when he was talking about buying Twitter was that he was going to uh, get rid of all of the bots. Gotcha. And people at Twitter were like, shush, shut up. That's like a huge chunk of our users. And so, uh, you know, and even he, before he bought it, he was talking about how in order to, uh, you know, he tweeted about something about in order to, uh, for uh, social media to be, uh, follow the First Amendment, you have to, you know, be able to offend, you know, everybody without having to worry about being censored. <laughs> but then a couple of days later, he was like, am I, the, am I the only one that spent $44 million to own the libs? Jesus. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought, so, um, so there's all sorts of conspiracy theories about, you know, like whether or not he wanted to buy Twitter. One of them was he just wanted to kind of expose them and their bots. Another was that he, uh, wanted to, um, show like, something with trump i don't know man like i started reading them and my eyes glazed over and i'm like yeah this is kind of bullshit whether whether it's true or not um but now i think they're like threatening to sue him for backing out of the deal good because the deal he made was so like over the value of the stock that basically if if they would have said no we're not selling it to you for this much he could have sued them it's oh it's weird I don't. I don't understand it. I just know that uh, recently, very weird. Recently, recently it came out that he had knocked up one of his uh, people on his um, uh, team and gave her twins. And so he tweeted that he's just helping to uh, rise the birth rates in America. He's he's a weird man. He is. He he also claims to have autism. So I don't know if that's true or not. (laughs) I don't know. Speaking of uh, people with autism, no. <laughs> Kevin Smith released the trailer for Clerks 3. 
Yes. Did you see it before I sent it to you? Or did I actually... I had... I hadn't watched the trailer, but I kn- knew it was a thing, and I was I had just about I was, had for, I meant to send it to you before you sent it to me, but I forgot, and you've been and you actually went through with the act before. So close, so sense. close. Yeah. So, but officially, you beat me. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter. The hint doesn't matter. It's for the same reason why, like the dude that invented the um, telephone before Alexander Graham Bell didn't get mm-hmm. the patent. True. <laughs> True. So, um, so basically, you know, the, the trailer just shows, um, Dante, right? Yes. I think that's his character's name. So Dante, uh, one of the main characters in the clerk series, like basically almost dies. And so he decides to Oh, Randall, Randall. Thank you. Dante's the other one. I thought right? about the opening of him, like the opening of him, like opening up and going up to play hockey in his uh, yeah. like, marked sponsored jerseys. <laughs> Officially sponsored roof hockey team. <laughs> yeah, so Randall ends up almost uh, dying, and so he decides to make a movie. And like, like any good clerks movie now, after watching the second one, it it makes fun of itself and its genre and stuff like that. There's different cameos that pop up and stuff. And it's just like one of those. And I don't know how great good the movie's going to be, but it's going to be pretty, it'll have some really funny parts to watch through it. I mean, the story will be pretty simple and silly. And I think it'll be focusing more on like it's ridiculous punchlines and stuff like that. So, I mean, it looked pretty good to me from a like, Kevin Smith Clerks movie standpoint. Yes, this movie was like the most like meta movie ever because Clerks three is basically seems like the story of him making Clerks one. <laughs> He's like making a movie, and the move in the process of making the movie seems like it's going to be the movie Clerks one mm-hmm. the way he like bring because it's like you know there's that scene where it's like you can just bring in your you don't have to pay anybody to act you can just bring in your friends and they'll play characters for you. <laughs> And then, like, the people auditioning were, like, just basically, like, the random celebrities that have been in uh, all of the Clark's movies. I mean, all of the Kevin Smith movies in the past, including Ben Affleck. Yes. Who, uh, apparently, they're not broken up anymore. That's good. Kevin Smith. Wow. Oh, I can't keep up with they, all that. Yeah, they stopped talking for a long time. Because I think he, uh, Kevin Smith either made a uh, joke about Geely or his relationship with Jennifer Lopez at the time, even though they're also back together again. Hmm. Jennifer. Benefer. Benefer. Well, no, when you're both, yeah, when no. you're two fallen and forgotten celebrities, the only people that remember are the two are the two of you. Yeah, I saw a video on Reddit where like Jennifer Lopez was walking somewhere, like oh she was like in the old neighborhood where she grew up, and she stopped and there was a guy standing on the porch, and she's like, "I used to live in this house," and he's like, "And?" and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I grew up here. I lived, I was, you know, when I was a kid." And he's like, "Wait, who are you?" And he's like, "Jennifer." She's like, "Jennifer Lopez," and he's like. Wait, who? Like, how am I? Well, he was like, "Am I supposed to know who you are?" <laughs> Apparently, she's just not Jenny from the block anymore, or at least the block has changed on her. Yeah. Who are you? Go. Why don't you just go uh, deal with your team ownership in uh, Miami? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but I know I know people are going to hate this movie, but this movie basically is just for you to sit back, put your nostalgia goggles on, mm-hmm. and enjoy hearing the same jokes you heard in Clerks 1, referenced again in Clerks 3. Like the whole rant about how the people, the, the people building the first Death Star were just as evil as the Stormtroopers because it's like they did, it's not like they didn't know what this Death Star was for. Yeah. They weren't innocent in it. Yes. Hopefully. Just we'll... like the guy that was roofing, <laughs> doing roofing on a house of a, like a drug lord and he got hit by, in a drive by. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts in Clerks 2 is um, the whole Star Wars versus uh, Lord of the Rings debate. <laughs> So I just hope like we get random shit like that again. Oh, um, yes, that that's, you wouldn't be a Kevin Smith movie without it. Without and they some... even make fun of. Uh, they even, um, they even refer to the uh, the original ending of Clerks in the trailer that yeah. they changed, where he's like, the guy shows up and points a, point a gun at him. He's like, wait, why is there a guy with a gun here? And it's like, oh, because you die, and it's like. What do you mean I die at the end of the movie? What if there's a tri- uh, sequel? And it's like, I'm not going to make a sequel. What am I, a hack? <laughs> and then they pan over to Silent Bob, like, pointing at him, like, yes, you're right. <laughs> but yes, I mean, he's, they're going on a tour where you can buy the tickets if you go to the uh, Kevin Smith's website. And they're doing that, like, takeover thing, the food takeover thing again? I don't know if they're doing the food takeover thing, but I know for... One of his movies, I think Tusk. Yeah, it was Tusk. Uh, me and uh, casual acquaintance of the show, Mr. Chavo. Casual acquaintance. We, uh, got tickets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's a friend of the show anymore, but he's. I don't know if he listens. Uh, but he did for a while. Uh, but he. Uh, but we went to go see uh, Tusk at a special screening at the Arcalite. Nice. And apparently, like. We thought he was going to come out and like at least say something, but uh, not really. I think that I think we had to get the VIP tickets for that treatment beforehand. Mm-hmm. If you wanted our uh, boss walls fondled by Kevin Smith, you got to pay for the VIP tickets now. Ooh. He doesn't do that shit for free anymore. No, it's no. not like uh, years ago. You know, years ago uh, he went with his sister to a Kevin Smith like screening of a movie, mm-hmm. and it was he thought it they thought it was at one place. But they went there and it was a different place, and so they were a little bit late. Mm-hmm. And as they were walking in, like the door was locked, they like knocked on the door or whatever. Somebody came and opened the door and let them in, and it was a uh, Kevin Smith himself, <laughs> man, extraordinary. Nice. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh man. So, but yeah, it's supposed to come out this fall. I think I had like an asterisk or a question mark. Like, not exactly sure when, but at some point. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it was pretty buttoned up. I mean, it would <clears throat> it would have to be with uh, Kevin Smith's uh, lack of driving work. <laughs> I wouldn't announce anything until it was uh, basically 100% and it was out of his hands. Right, and it's not like it's uh, um, a movie that has a lot of um, post-production where you need to do special effects and stuff. Yeah. So... I don't know why they don't have the exact date yet, but maybe they're just waiting on... Maybe they don't have it... The only thing I can think of is maybe they don't have a distributor for sure. Oh, that could make sense. Um, And so they're waiting to make a deal and figure out when whoever picks up the movie to... Whoever pays... Whoever he has to pay to put the movie in theaters 
picks that, that date for them. Mm. Fair enough. I don't know. If we, if we were better people and better podcasts, we would have the answers to these follow-up questions mm. that we ask ourselves. <laughs> what is two plus two? The world may never know. <laughs> and it's not like, and, 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 you know, it's just, we don't have all of the information of the universe at the, at our fingertips anymore. <laughs> Who wants to look my... up answers? If you want to look up an answer, you look it up. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I don't care why like he I doesn't have... have a date to his movie. <laughs> That's funny. Like I would tell people, I'm talking to people, I'll tell them, it's like, yeah. And then I, you know, my consoles died. And they're like, yeah, I, I'd be fine without consoles or whatever. And I'm like, and then my I was without internet for like a month. And they're like, one per, one, one of them I told was like, I'd, I'd go get a hotel somewhere. I could stay at home. <laughs> oh, so uh, I, I have, I have internet again, but I did cut the cord. I'm a, I'm like a millennial, Sean. I cut the cable. You cut the cable? Yes. No more. Um, the only thing that, uh really is kind of sad is that my wife uh, is going to miss out on all the exciting and um, intriguing and never the exact same movie of Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Exactly. Oh, no. So I just finished an anime from this season, Sean. I have not it, finished this anime. <laughs> it's, it's good. I just don't understand why it's as popular as the fan base is making it like if you mm -hmm. go to conventions and people that I do that I follow on the Instagrams that do uh, stickers and stuff of anime, mm -hmm. like they're basically like, this seems to be the only show from this season that they're pushing their new products of mm -hmm. uh, spy versus family. Um, I don't know. The characters are super cool and likable. Like they're, and their story where one is the a guy is a, a international spy and he's, Basically, one mission is to be sent into the opposing country. And, it, well, in that country, he needs to find a wife and a daughter and get that daughter or wife and a kid and get that kid into this private school where this um, higher up in the enemy government is, who's basically working behind the scenes to force start a war between the two countries. And so his job is to – and the only way you can get close to him is, like, he throws parties for the, like, high-performing high kids at the school. And so that's the way that's figured that's their way in is so if you can get a kid, get her to get the kid to, you know, earn enough merits to go to this party. And then the dad can assassinate the, uh, the guy at his own house at his own party. And so he ends up finding this woman who come to find out that the reason why she's going along with their fake marriage is because she is a assassin for the country of, for the government of the country they're in. Mm-hmm. And but they don't want to let each other know. So, but they also don't want to ruin the, um, the fake wedding, the fake marriage. And so, uh, the main reason she wanted to get married is because people started questioning her loyalty to the country. Yeah. That maybe she was a spy because she's not married and she's not making any acquaintance. You know, she's kind of stays by herself. Mm -hmm. And then, so he goes and gets a kid from an orphanage, <laughs> who happens to be a psychic. <clears throat> That's like the best part of the whole thing is just like, just the fact that she's a, a, a psychic. Just <laughs> random. Yes. Um, like the character is like, sometimes it's like a little annoying. And then I remember it's like, oh, she's supposed to be a first grader. First graders kind of are unintentionally assholes. Yes. 
they're not like teenagers that are selfish assholes. They're just like, mm-hmm. they have no self-awareness. Like first graders are like, they have no self-awareness assholes. Yeah. Um, so I was watching, I finished it this morning, like episode 12. And the way episode 12 ended, I was like, wait, is this, did I, was I not paying attention and there's more episodes? Is this a 24 or 20, yeah, 24 episode anime or 26? And then it ended and I'm like, wait, that's only, there's only 12 episodes this season? And it, and it ended like that? Yep. They, they better make, they better be make, working on that second season soon because like super cliffing or like nothing was resolved. Yeah, I believe, uh, but, Part two or episodes thirteen through twenty-four are come out in 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 the fall or the winter. I, okay. If I if I remember the what remember what I was told. I don't know if it was from Lord and Savior anime guru Quatros or from somebody else, but uh <laughs> it, it might have been. I, I saw he posted and I, I saw it too before um, the summer schedule that's coming out mm-hmm. or the upcoming. So, but, um, but yeah, this definitely can't go too long without a new season only because, um, like a lot of shows, they kind of wrap up and then like, you can go and get like a quick recap of the previous season, but it's not a direct continuation. Like this didn't have a season ending moment. This just had the episode ended in the show. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's I. Like, I didn't hear how bad it was. Like from a cliffhanger standpoint, I kind of, I already knew that they were breaking the season up into two parts. Um, so I kind of was like, oh, I'll get there when I get there. So, okay, and that and that makes sense, I guess, that if they're officially, let's not like season one and then season two, but like season one A and one B, because it doesn't. It feels like an episode ended, and the sh- it's no more episodes for now. Yeah. Um. An anime that we both finished, Sean. Yeah. Love After World Domination. Yes. Did Did you talk about this one already? Okay. I can't remember if it was if I finished it last like the week that we didn't do an episode, or if I fin- if I did the week before. That was a long time ago. <laughs> uh. Well, I haven't seen it on the last two lists, so I think we're good. So yeah, I don't think we've talked about it at all. Um, okay, good. So on our typical genre of of uh, romance comps, <laughs> for whatever reason, um, and I ask I asked Quattro's this the same thing. I was like, are we just really into uh, rom-coms right now, or is it just that they're putting out such good rom-coms that it's so easy to watch? I think... You know, reading the comments on like the VRV app, and people are like, "This anime is garbage," or "This is mid tier," or whatever. And even this show, some people were like talking about this one in a, in a negative light. And I was like, "What are they talking about?" I mean, this show has everything you want in one of these animes. It's, it doesn't take itself seriously. It has characters with personalities that are likable. There's legitimate reasons for their. Um, the struggle of their love, right? Mm-hmm. Like why they can't be in love, but they don't make it overly dramatic. It doesn't go full like Romeo and Juliet, where it's like people are like Romeo and Juliet's the greatest love story ever, and it's like, nah, dude. It's like a fifteen-year-old and a thirteen-year-old knew each other for like three days, and like eight people ended up dead as a result. 
<laughs> but it was even true like love. Even the side characters are given stories and personalities and made likable in the show. Mm-hmm. Except number this, two, because he's a he's a douchebag. But at least he's given a personality, and that personality is douchebag. That is true. He's he's the uh, he's the uh, the fan service for the girls, the beautiful one. Yes. <laughs> the one that's going to be a uh, me too hashtag. Yes. And if he hasn't already. <laughs> or maybe it's like it's cute when he's young, but when he gets a little bit older, it's not so cute anymore. True. Oh man, but and even like the the princesses. The villains, the bear, like, and you understand, like, her motivation. Like, you show her parents, her dad's, like, just basically a low level minion in the evil organization and wants his daughter to be part of it, too, and but to do better than him. Mm-hmm. The, the way the characters, like, their love is written, like, he's like, you know what? I would really, really like you to if you did this, but. I'll still love you if you don't like you, you got to be you sometimes too. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to impose my will on you because you love me. We'll work. We'll figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. You know, and people were talking about how, how like the main dude is, how doesn't really have much of a personality. And it's like, it, that is his personality. He's very like studious. Like he's like, when they're getting ready to go out on a date and he was like Googling it. It's like he's he's a sheltered boy. He's a sheltered boy. He doesn't talk to people. Exactly. And the way they make fun of Mighty the Power Rangers. Oh my god. Without it being... Yeah. <laughs> I I I enjoyed how ridiculous it was, like to make how he made fun how they made fun of all that. So And I'm pretty sure that this show is on the YouTubes if you can deal with watching like a half of a half screen, the way they do it so they don't get uh Copyright struck somehow it works. Yeah, I like how they made like everything about like fruit. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it just made me laugh so much. Oh, the the, the gelato fives, so they're all gelato flavors. Yes, and their uh... transformation scenes are like borderline, like a, somewhere like a hybrid of Power Rangers and um, Prince uh, Sailor Moon. Yes. Or like uh, the dudes and the and the and the dudettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, this 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 show. I'm I really am hoping there's more seasons. This is a fun show. The animation is really good. the The characters are well drawn. Their motivations are well uh, made, well intended. Um, I can't really. I mean, it is cheesy, but in a fun way, right? I would say so. I thought it was, um, I think it's part of its charm is being, being a, being a funny, like, love story between, like, two parties that probably would never really truly be, like, um, like, romantic at all, which just makes it funny. Like, you know, everybody's, like, fighting and they're just, like, hanging off to the side just talking. And then, like, right, their, their goofy-ass misunderstandings about stuff. <laughs> like, his, um, whenever he, something's going on and he just goes, like, way off the deep end of thinking worst-case scenario of what's going wrong. Yeah, pretty much. So, 
it, it, I was gonna say it does have its fair share of like anime moments. Yes. Um. So like one of the earlier episodes where he like gets into her, he, she, she sneaks him into her uh, room at the uh, dorm for the female villains. Yeah. And he's there and stuff, and she's in costume, and he's in costume and stuff, and they're chilling. And then somebody comes to the door, and like the way he she hides him is just to have him lie on the couch and yes. sit on his face. Yes. Oh, like the TV did, went on or something. It's like why did why did uh why did my wife walk in the room at that moment? Yes. It's like why is she sitting on his face? Why not? I'm like, I'm like for comedy purposes. <laughs> But there's not very there's not very many of them. There's only a couple. So if you can get past the uh, the couple of anime moments, it's a very good show. Fun. Yes. And you watched another anime, Sean, the strongest sage with the weakest crest. Yeah, I think it was just like post. It was something to watch as we transition from season to season um, because it was basically. Um, I was just looking for something to watch. And uh, so basically, like, this this guy gets... He basically is, like, is living in this world with uh, demons, and he, like, beats a final demon, so he reincarnates himself um, into the future. And so basically, during the time, though, it, he, like, reincarnates as a certain crest, like a certain, like skill set and it's in the times it's like regarded as like a very like weak crest but he's super powerful so nobody understands why he's so powerful and i i don't want to i don't want to spoil it because like it helps with the whole premise of the story um it was like it was like one of the one of the like only times I've actually been surprised at how, like, something, how something, how they explained it, like, was actually really good. I was, I was actually impressed after watching, like, the first couple episodes on why, um, why he was so overpowered, even though he had, like, the weakest, quote-unquote, like, skill set or power. So, I thought that one was pretty cool. Um... But I think as it kind of, uh, as the show kind of went on, though, it started to get just kind of more just felt like plain. Like it, I felt like it lost like some of its edge as we, as it was going through. So like there was a couple like, um, there's like a couple funny, uh, fun different things. I thought even though, like, there's three girls, like, in the picture, like, it never, like, really played as, like, a harem. It was only, like, it was only, like, one girl that he had a, he had a crush on, and she had a crush on him, and, like, the other one just was, like, I'm always hungry, because, you know, I'm a dragon, and then the other one just would make fun of the other two for being all lovey-gubby to each other, like, in awkward situations. She would just be, like, the one to poke and make it worse. <laughs> Instead of like you know everybody like loving him, so I thought that one I thought that was pretty nice because it was just a different um, change of pace. But I would just probably say like the anime was like a seven out of ten overall. Like you know, 
he's a he basically was able to fight his way through almost every fight without too much struggle or anything. So it kind of like got repetitive by episode twelve. So, but like I said, there's a couple good things about it that I did like. How I like the story, the explanation about why what the weakest rest is and why it's weak quote unquote and that resolution um was actually it actually surprised me and i was like wow this is actually decent writing so and then toward but like i said towards the end it got a little weak from like a story standpoint and just repetitive like oh no here's a monster i uh okay i win Oh, this is this is going to be a first in the history of our show, Sean. However, yeah, two hundred and something episodes. Oh boy. I, I I don't know how you made it through like the first couple episodes at all. <laughs> like I I did appreciate the explanation. I watched the first three episodes, and so they had the explanation of why the crest was weak. I appreciated that, but. So I made it to the third episode where they like met the dragon and they were flying mm-hmm. on the dragon. And that was where that episode ended. Yeah. So I had, I didn't know that that dragon became a girl. I guess I would have figured that would be where the third girl came from because, yeah. you know, anime shit. Yes. Um, the main character is fucking unlikable. Like, like he's just bo- like boring and, and not like in a... Like in a, I, I know we just talked about people complaining about love after world domination and him being kind of stiff as a board and stuff, but it's like, no, he's like social. They they made it so that he was socially awkward. Like he basically lived his whole life in the tower for the Gelato Five and didn't really have any uh, interaction with anybody other than, yeah, you know, the, the his team and like the people running his team and whenever he did interviews, like he didn't have like casual friend conversations. Mm-hmm. So this guy, I don't know, like he's. It seems like he's never talked to another human being before, even though at one point he was the most powerful, like, whatever, <laughs> yeah. in the land. Um, and also, it's another one of those anime where I'm the most powerful person here. I don't want to draw attention to myself, but I'm also going to defeat everything in one hit. And just and just hope that the crowds of people watching didn't notice. Even and, though there's a crowd, yeah. a, a crowd of people here, and it's like, oh no, there's too many people! And they didn't do it um, like in a fun, like fun way, right? And and the animation was not good at all. Like that's what killed me was like the end of the third episode when they were flying on the dragon, and it just looked very like, um, like old, old, like cheap anime where they just basically did like a cutout of the dragon and just moved the background behind it. Yeah. Um, it's like, come on, dude! Like that was something they had to do before computers and like, they didn't want to pay somebody like 20 hours to animate a dragon flying for, <laughs> you know, one scene. Yeah. I mean, right? it's definitely not like the best out there. I think I just finished it because I was like, so far deep. But, 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 but then you also gave it a seven out of 10, which contradicts that sentence right there. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like it was, I felt like there was parts of it. That, I think there was some that like stayed enough with it to to play through. Like I like I said, I I thought there was some things I liked. I guess I probably just liked it a l- more than you did at the end. It's still like not. I think on the top of my list. Yeah, there's 
there's a handful of anime that I'm like from last season that I kind of started and didn't get a chance to finish. And this is on that. On, and this is in that list. And this is immediately at the bottom of that one. Like, I'll go back and finish the other ones before I come back and finish this one. Yeah. I mean, this will be like the Stockholm Syndrome. I have nothing else to watch. I need my anime fix. <laughs> I feel like there's there's so much to watch. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's it's not inherently unwatchable. It's just like like you said, there's so much better to watch. Old <laughs> stuff, new stuff. Like I'd rather rewatch like Kill a Kill than watch this again. Then finish this. Yeah, I think we came off a very strong season. So, and I, I would even say, like, I'm worried about, like, I know I sent, in the Discord, I sent, like, two animes, like, I'm watching, or I just started watching, but, like, I'm, uh, I'm scared that, you know, they're not gonna be, they're not gonna stack up as well as stuff that we've just, like, covered over the last, like, couple weeks, just from a, uh, quality standpoint, like, I'm somewhat worried. <laughs> yeah. This was this was a good season. And I mean even like the previous season there was like, like not as many but there was some really strong shows. <laughs> um but it just seemed like this one was like they blew all the good anime on this season. So hopefully there's more. But you know with how many mangas and stuff but also like it seems like you know I mean it's and it, it's with genre so it's like everything kind of has like it's like music and stuff, but where it's like every genre of anime kind of follows the same uh, mm -hmm. pattern. So you yeah. have the isekai, the the romance, the um, like the slice of life. Yeah. And so it's like okay, so this is a this kind of anime. So the characters are going to do these things, mm -hmm. and so and the and I don't know if it's an official genre yet, but the it seems like it should become one because there's multiple of those where it's the. Uh, somebody becomes somebody's reincarnated and they're the most powerful thing in that in the new in the new timeline <laughs> yeah um because there's more than a handful of shows that seem to follow that one and out of those ones this one seems the worst eh, i think there's I think like um or at least of the ones I've watched. Yeah, not the how not to summon a uh, demon lord. I think like season one was pretty good, and then season two just turned into a circle jerk of fan service. <laughs> so, I think there's definitely uh, hit and misses on that genre. Yes, because it, it's very hard to do it where like the character, um, you, it's hard to make the character either like. Like arrogant and un without making him unlikable, or like trying to be humble when there's no reason for him to be humble. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, um, what was the one where um, the guy was at the demon school, um, and Omnos Voldegard, and they, you know, they made it seem like he wasn't the reincarnation of the demon lord, and they're like basically the school. The whole point of the school was to find the reincarnation. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called, though. But he was, like, they made his character, like, that was probably one of the more uh, textbook of what a good character for this genre is. Like, he was arrogant, and he knew what his powers were. But he also, like, didn't disregard other students that wanted to help him. And he, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
he wasn't he was arrogant but not unlikable like he he was arrogant in the sense of like a professional athlete where like Kobe Bryant, there's a story that Co- Shaq tells about Kobe where um, they were at practice and like in the middle of the season and stuff. And some of the team Lakers were mad that Kobe wasn't passing him the ball and stuff. And so they're like telling Shaq and Shaq's like, you know what, man, I'll go talk to him. So he goes up to Kobe after practice. He's like, hey, man, like, you know, you're taking too many shots. You know, you should pass it more. You know, there's no I in team. And mm-hmm. Kobe's response to that was, yeah, but there's an M and an E in that motherfucker. Uh, yes 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 there is (laughs) yes there is like you want like how you want your top um athletes on like you want your best athletes on your team to have that kind of arrogant confidence that why wouldn't i take the last shot i'm going to make it yeah you know what i'm saying yeah but they back it up and so that seems to be like the way like you want these characters to be kind of written where it's like wait I'm the most powerful one here. I can defeat anybody, but I'm also like going to like help people that need to be helped. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I make sense, but that's my point. Speaking <laughs> of most powerful things, Sean, you played a video game. I started a video game because <laughs> this thing is a, a doozy. Um, did were you were you um was this uh, by choice or were you um did you just give in to stop? hearing people complain about you not playing this game both both um it was on it's 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 been on the it's been on the list of things to uh play and so i finally just like i picked up i i played uh destiny 2 season of the haunt and i just i needed something more rpg uh focused and so i decided to finally give Witcher 3 a play. Um so I know the last time I played I didn't make it very far out of the kind of gen- the first story area. So I I made sure to get past that um and get into where you can just you have like free realm. And once you get into free realm it's just such a different ball game. It just felt so much more uh fun to play and just less like it just felt like a normal rpg at that point where you had uh, you had main missions side quests witcher missions and stuff so it's very easy i like how it's very broken down on to like where to go look for like what quests and stuff you want to do um i also thought it was interesting how it makes you realize that you made a choice. So, and, and I'm not going to spoil anything, uh, but I do want to give like the general mechanic. So like I was given options during a certain quest, during a quest. And so when I reached the end of the quest and I hit the final outcome, it, it had like, it did like a, uh, like Geralt started like talking and saying like, because I did this, this, and this, this was the outcome that I couldn't predict. And it makes you realize that that, that was like a key, like air, like a, a key area, um, that you had a choice, what your choice mattered and out and, uh, changed the story in one way or another. Oh, I answered a mental follow-up question, Sean. And I just want to say that I'm sure 
somebody appreciates the fact that you didn't spoil a video game that came out in October of 2007 in the year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> True. I just don't. Uh, I don't want people to be upset in case they're just like me that took way too long to play this. And also, somebody asked on the website Cora, why is Witcher Three the best game ever? <laughs> when, um, if you look at top RPGs, um, Witcher Three does come up quite often as the um, the best RPG ever made. I mean, I mean, it's I, sexy moments and it's action moments. So yes, that makes sense. Yes, it's got fighting, it's got boobs, it's got card games, it's got everything you want. <laughs> does, it have, does, it, does it have fishing? No, no fishing. Oh, well, then I don't know if it could be the, the greatest game ever, because I know people that if, if there's no fishing in a game, then they'll never play it. Wow, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like when they played Final Fantasy fourteen. that's what they did most of the time was just fished. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah, they just, they just have like a monthly subscription uh, fishing sim, stim, simulator game. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> Why? That's the only thing, huh? Pretty much, yes. You they would uh they would go into dungeons and stuff, but they needed to have like everybody participating in the dungeon be somebody that they knew. Mhm. No stranger danger for them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Funny. Most of the time it was just spent fishing and crafting <laughs> and crafting. You gotta make stuff to sell, right? Exactly, so you can afford to buy new fishing gear. Yes. And then they would get mad because, and basically, the the, the thing that would like motivate them to go through the story was that uh, once they'd hit a certain level of fishing, they couldn't go to the next le- area to with higher level fishing areas until that they uh, their main uh, character leveled up to that level. Oh my god! Unlock that through the story. That's so dumb. <laughs> Hotel. So like if you're I've, like a level twenty fishing and fisherman and then like a level fifteen, you know, uh white mage, I believe they were. Um or the archer, I can't remember. But anyways, they would like the store like the some areas were locked off until you got to that area for the story. So then they would have to go and play mm-hmm. the story until they could unlock that area and then go start fishing again. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know. People I guess I don't know what's I don't know what's worse. Paying fifteen dollars a month to fish? Or paying paying uh, fifteen dollars a month to uh, play a game where you uh, go around and take fake money, to fake in-game money, to use emotes to pretend like you're going down on people. <laughs> I don't the, know. The, the, the erotic role play is strong with this game. They even have like a whole like server known as the role playing server. Jeez, that's crazy. <laughs> But, um, no, uh, going back to Witcher 3, though, um, so the story's, story's interesting enough so far, um, I've made a decent way into, into it, um, I do like a lot of the, just Witcher quests, you'll basically be like, you'll be get, you'll get hired to track down, like, 
a monster and a lot of the monsters have like different mechanics and stuff so it's um it's generally been uh fun to check out and play so i'll probably have like an update after like the main story is done and then after and then i'll do one again if if i could get if uh i'm able to get through the expansion packs and stuff the dlc because i know um some of the dlcs are have been regarded as really good as well so yes again why is why is um witcher 3 the best uh role-playing game ever yes yes you'll find out for yourself sean (laughs) exactly so on this will be this will be what i'm doing And then you finished up uh, the next season of The Boys. The Boys. The Boys. Yes, I binge watched The Boys in a couple days because I was without uh, internet and also no console, so I had to watch everything on my phone, and I didn't really feel like watching The Boys on my phone. Yeah. So there's uh, eight episodes. They're all about an hour long, man. And this season, I don't know. It's more ridiculous. The action on the show. Or the people, or the reaction of the fans, because, <laughs> like, the 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 Trump supporting part of the conservative party looked up to um, Homeland. Uh, why can't I think of his name? The main character, the the main hero, villain hero of the show, as being a uh, as being like so, like a role model, basically, and it kind of came out there like, wait. Um, Homelander. Yes, there it is. I was right. So Homelander as being like a hero to the point where like people would cosplay as him at Trump rallies. And they're kind of, and then this season Wait came out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that the main villain of the show they worshipped as a hero? Very much so, yes. They still do. Oh my fucking god. But they're but they're mad about the show the same way that they're mad that Rage Against the Machine got political out of nowhere. It's like like they they think that Rage Against the Machine was never political until Trump became president. Got you. And so, basically, they're like with the way he acts in this season, man. He goes further off the edge. Yeah. And it's very like, I mean, they do uh, make fun of everybody basically on the show, like how there was the commercial that during like the Black Lives Matter protest that Kylie Jenner shot, where basically it was like police on one side and like. Black Lives Matter protesters on the other side, and then she walks up in the middle and gives, like... And there's, like, two in the front. There's, like, a, a per- protester with a bullhorn and then, like, a riot police kind of stepping up to her. Yeah. And Kylie Jenner walks in the middle and gives them both a Coke. Or Pepsi, I mean. Yeah. And that all of a sudden brings about world... Like, brings about peace. And so they make fun of that. And then there's the that whole thing during the lockdown at the beginning when, like, the celebrities are like, oh, we're, we're locked down in our mansions, too. We feel your pain. Yeah, and they came out and they sang um, "Imagine," and it like a whole bunch of different celebrities, like sang like parts of, like I think they I don't know how much of the song they sang, but they spliced it all together where like each of them sang like a line or two. Yeah, and so they did something like that on the show with the heroes. Gotcha. Um, but but then so going back to the the Trump thing or whatever, and people are like, "Why is this character an asshole?" And then the guy that like was in charge of writing the show and stuff, and he's like. Yeah, I totally based his character off Trump the whole time. <laughs> um, 
you know, they mentioned, you know, like the, the the fake the fake news media go after the media and stuff, and it's it's pretty crazy. Um, the stuff that's going on in this new season, man. Like I thought, like the the ending of the second season where he was like just jacking off on the top of like a tall building in the city. It's like, all right, um, this is the direction we're going in, huh? For next season, and so. One of the terms that they introduced this season is like one of the craziest episodes. Yeah. Only minor spoilers. Like it doesn't really ruin the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, but because the name of the episode is what the thing is, it's called a hero gasm. And basically it's an annual event that's been going on for 70 years. where all like the heroes gather at an undisclosed location every year. It's a different place. Yeah. And have a huge orgy. <laughs> and so basically like there's like serious conversations going on and shit going on where there's like random people like just like having sex in the background chicks making out with like chicks and dudes and that so that's basically the tone of the show like if you can handle like people having like serious discussions about like trying to like stop a terrorist from blowing up mm-hmm. places Kind of like um, Speedball, right? That's his name, the guy that basically kicked off the Mutant Registration Act that started Civil War. Yeah. Um, like, because the whole thing was like, they were like shooting a reality TV show and he, they were chasing down this villain that was basically above their uh, grade of powers. And some of them were like, we should wait for backup. And he, then some were like, no, no, we got this, man. We're going to make a name for ourselves. And so he ends up like basically using his power, which is, turning himself into a bomb. But he was also standing like right in front of an elementary school when it <laughs> happened. Yeah. And so um, there's a character that has a similar power set to that in this ep- season. Gotcha. Um, and so he's going to get kill some people that are at the party. And so they're trying to figure out how to get them out of there and all this stuff. Yeah. As I said, just random like naked people walking around. But yeah, man, this is definitely, uh, you know, I, I, re- I saw a couple articles. I read one of them and it, it was spot on. It was like, dude, this, this show is like the best modern political commentary. If you can get past like all the people exploding and the, you know, dicks and, you know, that, that they show. Yeah. So I don't, and I don't know how many people are going to dismiss it because of that kind of like, well, they could have told a story without nudity. And it's like, yeah, but that's the whole point. The shock yes. factor. Like, the show is supposed to be shocking in every way, like the comic book. Yes. It's supposed to be um, the dirty side, the real side of everything. Right. Like, yeah, it's not supposed to be PG. It's supposed to be in a world where superheroes believe that they are above humans and stuff, and there is a con- and there is a conversation of, are they really heroes, or are they villains that are trying to overtake us? Like... Right, and that that you know they kind of touch on that with the Justice League, where the um, they have the episode where uh, Batman has the contingency plan basically to um, contain all of the members of the Justice League, but somebody gets somehow gets it, and he they use it to try to kill the Justice League, and like they're all like, "Wait, you had this was your plan? You you wanted you have a way to kill us?" And he's like, "No, no, no, contain." And he's like, points to Superman. He's like, you get you get your mind controlled all the time. Like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? And they're like, 
And they're like, we don't have a contingency plan on how to stop you. And he's like, well, you guys are fucking stupid then. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's like, like, especially like with Superman, you know, it's like, how are you, if you don't have kryptonite, how else do you stop him? If he decides, I mean, that's the whole point of the injustice, uh, video game comic book series and movie that they made based on both of those. (laughs) The Joker kills Lois Lane and he decides that, uh, he decides to go punish her basically. Yes. And everybody who doesn't live like the Superman way of life deserves to die. Yes. Murder them. I saw oh, I saw somebody kind of making fun of the the whole Batman versus Superman Martha thing. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that's like a good scene necessarily, but I also don't think it's the worst way that they've stopped fighting in the comics. Yeah. Like there's just like like the Justice League War that was based on like the first arc that when they relaunched them at one point. And I don't even remember how they stopped fighting, but they were fighting and then they're like, whoa, 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 why are we fighting? We're on the same side. And they're like, yeah, you're right, we are. We are um, on the same side. But there was like, um, so there's like, he's like, save Martha. And he's like, why'd you say Martha? And it's like, because that's my mom's name. And Batman's like, that's my mom's name too. And he's like, wait, what's your dad's name? Mommy. And he's like, he's like, Jonathan. And he's like, mine's Thomas. And he starts beating up. They start fighting again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. Uh, but yeah, if you have Amazon Prime and you have not watched The Boys, seriously, uh, I cannot recommend it high enough, man. It's uh, it's it's well written. The, the the characters that you're you're not supposed to like, you don't like them, but for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um. And even this season, it's like, there was some characters where it's like, they get into situations and you're like, okay, I know for sure there's like a couple characters that are going to live. Like Homelander, Huey, and Butcher, right? Basically those three have to yeah. kind of live. Yes. Maybe Starlight. Maybe Starlight. Um, but everybody else seems to be rather expendable and not everybody makes it through this season. Yeah. So it's you don't and you don't know and they but they also put everybody pretty much in a position where they might not make it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So by me saying that some people don't make it, I don't not and you watch this and you're like, "Oh, somebody's going to die." And you watch the episode. I'm I only spoiled it because I'm going to heighten. If I do spoil it, I'm going to heighten because you're like, "Oh, maybe this is the character that dies. Oh, maybe this is the character that dies." Seriously. If you have if you haven't watched any of it, I'm trying to get friend of the show man thing to watch the show. I don't know if solid snack has, but definitely. I think, I think it is the show that friend of the show man thing would enjoy. I just feel too, too hipster. And after reading the comics and after the first season, but maybe after what you were, some, some of the things you were saying, maybe I do, maybe I'll try to check out season two. I mean, they do go full, um, like the walking dead where they change things. Mm hmm. From the comics. Yeah. So if you're going to be like, oh, they did it different in the comics, then you probably won't enjoy the show. But if you're just like, give it a fresh chance of just being a TV show based on, like based on the comics, not written by, you know, not about the comics or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how they say based on a true story, not that it's <laughs> an actual true story. Yeah. True. Um, and even like the second season, because um, they change... Why can't I think of the character's name? But there's a character that's 
part of the, the joins the seven and in the comics it's a dude but in the tv show they make it a, a, a they cast it a woman in the character's role and the the the, the relation and it just makes the relationship with homelander in the and even continuing into the third season even better that they made it a woman character does that make sense yeah um i think it would have been i don't think it would have fit if it was a dude i think they they just made it better, I think. And I and I know, like, with The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman kind of came out and said that he's using the TV show to fix the things that he thinks he did wrong in the comics, like yeah. killing Shane off early. Yeah. He's like, I wish I would have kept Shane alive for a couple more arcs, and that's yeah. basically what they did in the show. Yeah. So, but yeah, the boys. The boys. <laughs> and that'll be it. For us, make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Hop at uh, at uh, Hoppyhead Productions. Make sure you follow us there. Sir Hoppyhead on the uh, on the uh, what's that place called? I just said it. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Yes. Instas. Instas. We'll instant. We'll see you uh, next time, everybody. Take care. Later's.